0: Hello, everyone. This is Trevor with T-Time Reports. I'm joined here by Caden, and we're going to be discussing the Tampa Bay Rowdies match versus the uh, Las Vegas Lights, correct? Las Vegas Lights. Um, and they played it at Cashman Field, a terrible field, terrible pitch, uh terrible stadium terrible in general. Crowd. I, I mean, there was like 50 people there collectively, but I- if even that. I, I, just the one thing I, I wanted mean, to say about Cashman Field okay. real quick, if I can. No. It is one of the worst fields I've ever seen in my entire life. The Vegas Vipers for the XFL played there... The tire tracks from their season is are, are still there. It was crazy tire tracks. Like, whatever know. was driving on that field, I mean, there's some... Fucking t- target truck. Yeah, and no, like a fucking dump truck drove through there. Like a fucking... Like a what? Made a
1: massive divot. You could see when they were kicking the ball, it was just a... It was skipping. Pass, it was just skipping
0: on the ground. Yeah, it a terrible pitch. Not level, like... That velocity, me off. They that need to immediately restructure that stadium and get a new pitch on that field because it is awful yeah but we uh the the Rowdies wound up winning 2-1 in a very nice uh very nice win Cal Jennings and J.J. Williams scored for us a very very you know pretty stout performance Mm. in general I'd say we did struggle with ball like control especially you know the whole game was a little bit of a struggle you know even going in you know
1: the big Big, you know, question of the game was Cal Jennings coming back to Catchman Field. Cal Jennings coming back to Las Vegas, and he was kind of the the ace for them when he was there. You know, never put up anything, you know, insane numbers wise, but play wise, he was always kind of their main man. Mm. And we are seeing this in these last couple of weeks. You know, last week, two goals, one assist off of a sub from from Cal Jennings comes in here, uh, one goal, and you know that was in the first 14 minutes of this game. So he gets his redemption early, and not to mention it was a beautiful goal right outside of the goalie's box. Yeah, you know, off his uh, weak foot, just bended it right in. When went went to the near post.
0: That I mean, it was it was a, 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 it was a nice, was a like goal. great touch on that, this and I want was. to see more of that out of Cal because we he saw was, him, good we, game we, too. we saw him struggle with those kind of shots, yeah. chances in the beginning of the season, yeah. and now he's kind of. You know, maybe he realized, you know, I don't, I don't want to be on the bench. Yeah. I don't want to be shit on every home game by a bunch of idiots in the crowd mm-hmm. saying you suck. But because you have yeah. sucked. But now, he's, he's showing some light at the end of the tunnel for me because he's actually proving that he can be an offensive weapon. Because yeah. that's why we brought him here. Mm-hmm. We needed him to show and replace some production of Leo Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he's a replacement. Just saying we need that exactly. production out of that... I player. think J.
1: J Williams and Cal Jennings combined can create the same production as Leo Fernandez. Mm,
0: interesting, you know? interesting. And, uh, I agree I th- with that statement. I think that is
1: what we're trying to go for here. You know, we have the heading of J.J. Williams, and now we're we're just realizing in this game, man's got a fucking cannon of a foot. We'll talk about that later. He but, does, uh, you know, and, and the fastness and the and the you know jolty runs of Leo Fernandez is now in Cal Jennings. You saw him this game making those smart runs. Trying to get off the, the the defenders off balance. When he saw the defenders go into that that one you know weak side, get you know show them their their front foot. He's putting all their, their late are all the weight on the back you know left or right foot. He would just go to the other side and, and catch them off balance. And that's what you really want to look for in a very smart striker, a very Who smart had player. both
0: assists? Connor Antley. Connor, Connor Antley, Antley came came
1: in. One quashed. of them was a throw in. The the for for Kyle Jennings, he just threw it in. Cal Jennings. Ran and under. let
0: me just say this. I mean, maybe the first assist wasn't too impressive, but just the fact that he's uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a back. Yeah, he's a fucking right back. He's a right back, and he's up there, you know, producing assists for the offense, which, which you, you don't, don't remember see it, that much. Closer to the start of the season, I was
1: saying, you know, why why do we like, you know, Connor Antley making those attacking runs? Because he has the cross ability. Yeah. You know, when we don't have Dalgard in, and especially when we're losing the, you know, Taking a big loss from uh, to Ryan Spaulding being out, yeah. He definitely need some more more crossing ability, and that is that is definitely unlocked within Connor Hantley.
0: Connor Hantley, you know, he kind of sells on defense sometimes here sometimes, and there, yeah. but you know when he's in that back four with Gwinn and Lasso and hey, Cleman, it, it works. Yes, Cleman had a really good game, so did Lasso. I mean, a little just,
1: bit iffy on him. He would give up the ball. I saw him give up balls in in well, crucial moments. I just want to say this: I think
0: a lot of the poor play. A lot of it was due to the field, like genuinely the passes and shit. Like just in general possession. If you don't play on there, if that's not your home stadium, and you kind of know how Mm. shitty it is, yeah. I mean, you're gonna make a few mistakes, but in general, I mean, obviously, I want Connor Sparrow to get some more clean sheets, and we could have definitely had a clean sheet against this team. But get a nice ass
1: save later on in the game as well.
0: Potential save of the week nomination. Hopefully, hopefully Um, Hopefully
1: just nominate. I don't think it's enough to win. You know, I've seen some some uh, weak
0: ass goalkeepers, you know, win that win that award a lot, so maybe he can. But I mean, just in general though, I mean, I feel like our defense, you know, towards the second half for sure, shut them down and we, you know, we kept we kept up pressure. Yeah. And that's our like in my opinion, that's our that's our focal point. Like mm-hmm. if we're just pressing even when they have possession, we we force a turnover, we just stay in their face, create that chance. To make that big run or have that big pass lead up to that big run, I mean that's just that's what our team is mm-hmm. like—a stout defense with an offense that takes advantage of opportunities that are given that's, to them by that's the other a team. Great counter-attacking ability. It is it is, and you see that a lot with
1: my favorite team in AC Milan. We we like to take advantage of our our stout back four. And uh, move the ball up quickly and you know get it into the center and that's what the Rowdies do and so I love the Rowdies and I love Neil Collins as well because it's kind of like seeing the same you know same kind of play style, but uh, in real life with my own eyes.
0: Did you want to go over the power rankings or some of the stats from the game? Mm-hmm. Right, I so see I, you have I that mean, pulled up. I do.
1: Have, I do have the shots pulled up and uh, you know I'm looking at this this you know if if I were to block out the uh, the scoreline right now, I would say you know Las Vegas probably blew us out, you know. Yeah, they, had, they had 17 shots to our 7 they had 5 shots on target to our 3 they had 55% possession we had 45 they had you know, 355 passes to our 299 so all in general it looked like they controlled the ball more and they were the more possessive team but when it came down to the nitty gritty and the areas where it really mattered you know, we always pull through and I you see that in the London United
0: game as well last week so it's and just one thing you know if you're an avid USL Championship League fan, you'll know Loudoun United and Las Vegas are poverty clubs in this league right now. Mm. Um, they have youth, they have upside. Um, I don't know about Vegas with that field, man. They need to relocate that team mm-hmm. or something. That field is it, like it seriously irks me. Mm. Like I'm a big field and stadium guy. Yeah. Like I want presentation to be nice. Go mm-hmm. put on language perfect. Put on a good quality product, yeah. and you'll draw more people in. Messi is coming to. The, he's. He, I think he's yeah. touched down in the states. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get serious about soccer here. That Vegas, sta- that Cashman Field needs to be destroyed. Like that <laughs> that stadium sucks fucking ass, they should bro. Just rip that shit up. Rip up all the turf, and or not? The is fact that I, I think it's real grass, bro. Just based on the tire marking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, tire I mean, those look fucking like that looks like real grass, and it looks dead. It is. Like, it, it was, you know, patchy. It was just shit, bro. I'm going to keep going back to that, this I feel is, like. This may be
1: the, the one rare instance where you might have to change the term.
0: I, it, for they, real, they, though.
1: they give no fucks about their groundkeeping.
0: No, I mean, at that point, if you don't want to take care of your grass or your actual pitch, and if you want to remain a shit club in mm. a, a, in a relatively semi-pro amateur kind of league, then that's fine. But yeah. it just shows that the owners don't give a fuck. I mean, watching that last night, bro... That was one of the saddest, like, soccer matches I've ever seen. Like, just based on the field, bro. Yeah, I fucking hated it. Yeah. It was hard to watch. A horrible production value as well. Horrible, bro. And there was double lines on the field. Like, they didn't yeah. even clear up the lines. Like, they just... Wh- where's your sprinkler system? Where's your groundskeeping crew? They should all be fired right now. Um, D- shit bro. Um, especially, I, like, I, seriously... Like L in the chat for Cashman Field. Cashman Field. It was um, bad and for the XFO. Yeah. It was well. terrible for the XFL, bro. In the first game there were seven injuries. All right. in, in seven injuries, bro. That's crazy. How's that how's that allowed? But <laughs> like,
1: uh, you know, going back to the game and you know, thinking more about coaching, you know, it's always, you know, Neil Collins, even though they they got the better of us in possession, they got the better of us in shots, they got the better of us in passes, got the better of us in almost every aspect in of this of the stat sheet except goals it was uh it was really the 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 fouls that that really kept us on the good side you know they had 15 fouls we had 11 here's the big keeper you know four four yellow cards for them zero for us they had they had two offsides and you don't really see this a lot we had zero offsides zero offsides which
0: that just comes down to good coaching it's amazing coaching and and good scheme I feel like Mm. you were just talking about how they dominated us us in every Mm. sense of the stat sheet but I feel like when it comes down to it we have the best coach in the USL so like whatever those guys have drawn up I trust Neil to do his job and it's also crazy thinking about our play style we're a counter attacking team
1: and you see a lot with counter attacking teams I, I see a lot with my AC Milan we get offsides a lot 'Cause you know, making those streaky runs from a defensive position to attacking it's risky. almost instantly, you know, in seconds, you have a guy running down the field, you need to time that perfectly. Or you need that right winger, left winger, striker, whoever you're passing and to, to know where he's to know where he at know where he's at. Have that awareness. And you have to coach that. That's not talent, that's mm.
0: coached. And and especially this more impressive that it's coming from a USL Championship League, mm. and I would, you know, hope that you know if you have a USL team out there, you're you guys are going and you know showing some love and support because, mm. you know, like this could genuinely be, and I think it already kind of is, it's, like it's a serious league. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a it's joke. A, yeah it's been a serious league. It, it's not just some flimsy league. Like it it's, does have a history.
1: Some guy just got a uh, million dollar deal from uh, Louis, I think it was Louisville City.
0: Hey, shout out to Louisville City. he got a million dollar deal for uh, Europe. He just got transferred to Europe. I mean, there's opportunity here. It's kind of like the USFL or uh, XFL even. But like, you can take this seriously because it's still soccer and there's still mm-hmm. some amazing plays. But what was your best play from this game? And then we'll, I guess we'll get into uh, predictions and, and stuff like that going down the stretch. We'll talk about the next two games, if you will. My best play from this game was
1: the build up from Connor Anley to pass it and cross it in, from the middle of the field. He's got balls passing between three defenders straight to JJ Williams. JJ Williams goes past, gets the gets the defender off balance, shifts his weight, gets his left foot right under it, smashes it straight to the right corner. Mm. Catching the catching the keeper completely off guard. That's what I like. And we saw him try to do that in a bunch of other games, games that we went to at Alang, and it was always field goals, you know, straight over the net. <laughs> yeah. Literally just overpowering it. We see him sell a lot when it comes to shooting the ball. Not not when it comes to heading the ball, but when when it comes to using his feet, he sells. I'm not gonna lie. But this was an absolute sniper, straight to the top right corner. That's my play
0: of the game, play of the week. Mine is definitely the Cal Giants goal. I, I thought that, that goal was probably his best as a rowdy mm. so far in my opinion. I just thought it was class. It was class. I just thought it was class. pure class. You've been
1: shown class as well and we can talk about some other classic players, some of the guys that got subbed in, and there's one guy that I've been talking about all season, talking about how you know when he's on the pitch or whenever he gets subbed in, he makes he's a difference maker immediately. We saw him get subbed in against Loudoun United with Cal Jennings, to make a complete difference, and that is Deion Harris. He was one of the guys that turned around that game, helped us win that game, and with the absence of Ryan Spaulding, we're gonna need that you know that that guy who's always got that high motor, who's gonna sprint down the sideline, who's faster. And everyone else on the team, and that's stay on Harris. And when he's not on the pitch, I feel like our attacking play is taken down a notch. And he was subbed in for uh, Charlie Dennis, actually surprisingly enough. I I don't I don't really I don't really agree with that 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 subbing in. Uh, to be to, to be completely honest, I thought um, we could probably sub in you know Cal. I mean I mean sub out Cal. Uh, Cal was playing uh, center attacking mid, and Dennis was out right. And uh, I, I didn't mind Dennis outright, but uh, I don't know. De- just Dayon Harris was, was in there, brought the speed, and you saw that immediately when he got on the pitch at halftime. And you know, that's another comes down to coaching. You know, he saw that we needed that extra aspect, saw that we needed that extra bit of burst of energy with Dayon Harris. And right when he got in, we flipped the game on its head. Yeah. You, know, you just saw a complete 180 of to the pace of the game. What did you think about some of our our, our coaching? I
0: just, no, I just thought overall just to be able to respond. I mean, going into halftime it was one one. Um, you 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 know that's a that's a tough thing to break from, right? I mean, you got to try and you know pull off that game winner or at least try and draw it out to the end and yeah. try and dominate. And obviously every team wants to win, but sometimes you. You know, you know that sometimes you just got to get away with the draw so you don't go down. Exactly. um, I I thought overall, very good coaching as usual from Neil Collins. Um, Like you said, I didn't really like that Charlie Dennis sub, but like you said, it did add that speed element. So that's just something that you got to, you know, keep an eye out for, for Dan Harris. Or maybe
1: we could have subbed out the man who is almost invisible the whole match, uh, Jake LaCava. You know, Jake LaCava for Dan Harris, I would have, I would appreciate that.
0: Yeah, he had a couple plays, but a couple blunders, a couple
1: turnovers I saw. And, you know, even when the ball was being, you know, lost to him and he was, you know, had open field right in front of him, had so much real estate right in front of him, <coughs> the ball would come overhead, he wouldn't even put a foot out to try and touch it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would just let it fall right in front of his face. Like, at least have the drive and motor to put your fucking foot out. You know, put your fucking foot out, bro. That's it. Uh, if you don't, it's just going to go out of bounds. You, know, you can just put your foot out. It's either way going to be the same result. You can at least try to do something about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't do it. You and you're know, right. Lecauva one out of, one out of the invisible. five times he didn't do it.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, LaCava was invisible. We were hoping to see that chemistry with him and JJ grow more. Maybe it might take more time, but uh, we definitely need to see more production out of him in the next couple games, especially next game. But we did see
1: someone get uh, who's not in the usual starting lineup get the start of Ian Ekra, Jake Arman.
0: Who I liked, he's shifty, you know, good passer. You know, he doesn't really make too many blunders. He's a role player. Yeah, he's not, he's, he's not a bad player. But I'm <laughs> not going to be honest, Ekra,
1: like, even coming in, like, I do think Ekra might be a little bit more of a, a more, I wouldn't say, sm- actually, yeah, I'm going to say smarter. He's more experienced, but he's not more physically gifted than Armin. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do think he makes some more effort. Uh, like, I mean, smarter place.
0: Either way, they have a good rotation of guys at that yeah. position. So Ekra mm. or Jake Arman, uh either or, I'm okay with. And our right. boy fucking Rowdy's legend Lucky Mokosana got subbed in as well. Mm. Mm.
1: Got subbed in for Cal Jennings. Nice, hello, Lucky. Mm. Top It's weird. It's almost like we're scared to start fucking Ariel Martinez. Like, what happened to him? He might be a little banged up still. I don't know. He's an old man. I uh,
0: may- maybe he's just. Doing bad in training camps, but uh, they might be just preserving him. Who is your player of the week, Trevor? For the rowdies, I would probably go Cal Jennings for keeping me. You can make a strong,
1: you know, uh, argue for uh, argument for Antley as well. You
0: can make, yeah, definitely Connor Antley needs some recognition, but I'm gonna go Cal Jennings because I've been shitting on him all season. Yeah. Um, but he actually is maintained, showing you, know, you know, he's showing that he can still. Still proved me wrong, so mm-hmm. I guess that's what I I was happy to see that because he did. You know, I think he let off the uh, the game with that first goal, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. yeah, it was one nil by uh, Cal. Yeah, fourteen minutes. Yeah, so that's I mean, it. he needs to just keep that up and just keep scoring, keep getting assists, be a part of that offense. Stop being just some bland runner that just has no touch. Just I want to see more of those one touch passes. I want to see one. I want to see more of those shots. Just take more shots. Mm-hmm. I want to see Cal just take shots. Yeah. Because he's not, he's he not makes, a bad shot taker. He good
1: runs, too. I'm not going to lie. Like, even in this game, he was making great runs. And last game, he was making good runs as well. And, uh, you know, it, it is kind of what we want to see out of him. It's what he was putting up some of those games when he was playing for Las Vegas. You know, it's why he started and played in some of those games in the MLS for LAFC. You know, we're unlocking his potential right now. It's why he was so good at UCF, you know, when he played for the Knights in college. And, uh you know, if we can unlock his full potential, we're looking at a very special, you know, footballer here.
0: No, he, someone who's
1: possibly better than, you know, J.J. Williams, someone who could be the future. And if we can really get, you know, Leo Fernandez influence on this kid, then I think we can have a very special, very
0: good Yeah, no, I this. mean, he has the upside. He has all the attributes that you want. He just needs to work on his touch and his football IQ. I mean, that's all that it comes down to. But I think you're right about that. He could potentially be the future of the Rowdies and... You maybe even go on the greener pastures in the MLS or, mm. hell, maybe one day get a shot abroad. You mm. never know. But uh, that's what this league generally offers for, for, for some of these younger players, for sure. But uh, I think we can move into the power rankings. So uh, this was—they
1: they haven't put them out for this week, you know, after this game, but before or after the London United game that we played last week, they put out these. It was uh, number one, El Paso Locomotive, number two, Memphis 901 FC, and number three, our Tampa Bay Rowdies. Number four, Sacramento Republic. Number five, Pittsburgh Riverhounds. And honestly, I do think there's there's going to be a big mix-up there in that top three. And I think we're looking out. I think we have a very good chance to be on top. And uh, judging from the fact that the number two position, uh, Memphis 901 FC, they got beat 6-0 this weekend. And the number one in uh, El Paso, let me, let me bring this up. Uh, they got beat 1-0 by New Mexico United. So, well, both of the people that were in front of us on the power rankings, both lost. So you know what that means. And we won,
0: we're number one. No way we're not number one. No, I think we are. I mean, we've seen who we've gone up against. Sacramento's fallen down a little bit over there in the West. I, I believe, at least in our conference, we should be number one. We tied with Sacramento. We tied with, with
1: El, El Paso. And I think it's just showing that we are, you know, th- the dominant force in this league. And just showing with I think this might be you know, one of the best performances, one of the best seasons we're going to see out of the Rowdies.
0: I agree. I mean, when it comes down to, I guess, overall record, but not just record, but going through adversity with the loss of Leo Fernandez and being able to replicate success without him. But we're coming for the um, gold this time. No, we need him to come back for playoffs, though, and we need to make a run for that uh For for that obvious championship and you know most of you know the last three years we've been the
1: champion of our division we've gone to the the championship game three years in a row did not win the last two but the one year that we were like bona fide studs it was uh, 2020 and they didn't have a championship game that year because of COVID. Hmm. So we got snubbed out of yeah, it. Yeah, we should have been able to fucking end up. Uh, they
0: should have done like a bubble thing or something, actually,
1: I mean, last, last year we made it to the, champion, the championship of uh, of this this division. And we lost to uh, Louisville City by 1-0. And I'm pretty sure it was extra time. Great game. But uh, fucking bullshit, bro.
0: Yeah, well, what's the game? Who are we playing this upcoming weekend, so that we can do a little prediction preview. and a preview on? Uh, I guess what's the contest is gonna go.
1: I think we're actually facing another dog team, uh, Oakland Roots SC. We're facing them July. Which we should be at this game actually. It's gonna be at Al Lang, uh, seven thirty p.m. If you're listening in this area, be there. So they are.
0: Oof, this actually might be a little bit of a hard game. They're 8th. Ranked 8th. In, in the West? The power rankings. Oh, okay. Yeah. So definitely a nice, tough game that we'll hopefully get some live coverage from, get some videos and pictures on the IG, at Tea Time Reports, make sure you guys are giving us a follow-on there. It's greatly appreciated. But um, uh, based on their stats, what is their point differential? What's that looking like? So their point differential, you know, their goal differential is, is 4. Our goal differential is 10.
1: Uh we we've we've scored twenty nine goals and we've allowed nineteen goals. They've scored twenty one goals and allowed seventeen goals. So they've allowed less goals than us, but we've scored more than them. So uh I, I do think that we get the better of them this weekend. I'm gonna go with the good prediction of two zero. I want that clean sheet by Connor Sparrow.
0: I'm gonna go one zero. Uh I've been saying some outrageous fucking guesses <laughs> lately, but yeah, what no. was it?
1: what was it for this one? Like uh,
0: I think it was 4-1, mm-hmm. but the week before it was I think 4-0.
1: But it, it made uh, sense
0: though we beat a 9-0. Last, no, I'm going to go year, so. 1-0 though. Uh Rowdies, I think uh I think Cal is going to get another one and Antley or Lacava will get that assist, but I I'm looking forward to this game because we haven't had an outland game in about 4 weeks now, so yeah. it's been a We're long time. We're being
1: deprived, I feel. Yeah, the last Rowdies fans need it. We're yeah, in a drought. Last night, I was just thinking about it. I was like, damn, I want to be there. Yeah, for real. I don't
0: want to be at that field. No, not Cashman. Jesus I, I Christ. I want not watch no. that game, though. Fuck. Person. I mean, like, it's it's terrible. I mean, it, it is terrible. It's horrible. And just based on the TV value of it, too. I mean, it, looked, it looks just uh, horrid. I wouldn't want anyone to play on that in any sport. You're asking for just... <laughs> An injury, yeah, I feel ACL. like. I mean, there Dawn. goes your ankle, you know. But um, anything else you wanted to touch on? Or did you want to wrap this up? Uh, Somos Rowdies and uh, Sempre Milan. Somos Rowdies, for sure. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this Tampa Bay Rowdies match recap. Sempre Milan. Uh, Forza Milan. Uh, Sempre
1: Milan. Forza Rowdies and that, Forza right? City. You, know, you, have, you have an AC Milan sticker
0: right here on your, on your Xbox. Okay, you gave me that sticker. But still. I guess fours a Milan. But uh, everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. This is Trevor and Caden, and we're signing off. Take care.